I want to talk to you about, um, I'm, going to, I'm going to give you the title at the end, so because we'll see what it becomes as we go on this evening. Let's go to Hebrews 11, verse number 3. Hebrews 11, verse number 3. By faith we understand that the worlds were formed by the word of God. So that the things which are seen were not made of the things which are visible. This is so powerful. This scripture tells us that the worlds, everything that was made, everything that you can see was not created from anything that is visible. It was created out of the spirit realm. God created everything. Everything comes from him. It says that the, the things which are seen were not made of the things which are visible. God created the earth. He created this. He actually spoke it. He actually didn't create it. He spoke it into being. He created it by speaking it into being. And everything that you see with your eyes, the trees, the ocean, and everything that we see with our natural eyes was created by an invisible world by an invisible God. We know that the Bible says that God is spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. So we know that God is in the realm of the spirit and that everything in this natural dimension, I'm using words like dimension, but just what we see with our eyes and, our, and our, what we can see and touch and all the stuff that we see was created from the spirit dimension, from the spirit realm. So everything comes out of that dimension. So it's extremely important for us to conceptualize and understand that in order for us to really be successful in our lives, to be successful in what we're going through, we have to become spiritual. So in other words, life is not intellectual. Life is spiritual. To truly understand life. Remember, Jesus even said, he said, I've come to give you life and life more abundant. Jesus comes also from the spirit realm. Are you with me? You know, he was first the word in the beginning. The word became flesh and dwelled among us. But he is also from that dimension. He's the one who gave us life. Everything that gives life actually comes from the realm of the spirit. It's very sad for me that so many people are interested in the things of the Spirit, but they tend to go to the dark side. They tend to go into things like fortune-telling and sorcery and witchcraft and, and all kinds of things like that. And sometimes they dabble in things that seem good but are not good at all. Because outside of the Spirit of God, there is no good spirit. Outside of information from the Spirit realm that does not come from the Word of God or from the Holy Spirit Himself, which will always be confirmed by the Word of God, is always a dangerous spirit. But most certainly everything is affected and influenced by the realm of the Spirit. So in life we have a tendency to always have a desire to become more knowledgeable, which is not bad. It's good to be knowledgeable. But the fact of the matter is in order for you to truly be able to be successful, to truly be successful, you must understand the things of the Spirit. Because it's out of the Spirit dimension, it's out of the Spirit realm that you will grow in 
revelation, in understanding. You see, we know a lot of things, but we don't understand everything. And God wants us to walk in understanding. Because the more understanding we have, the more effective we become. The more understanding we have, the more we know Him. And that's, that's the greatest desire. That should be our greatest desire is to know God more. True wisdom comes from above. True wisdom comes from heaven. It comes from God. The Holy Spirit in His expressions, one of the expressions is He's the Spirit of wisdom. So He gives us supernatural wisdom. John 10.10 says this, The thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and to destroy I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Now, we, I explained to you that Jesus has come to give us life, but there is one who desires to steal, kill, and destroy. And generally, every time we read that scripture, we think about the natural. We think about how he comes to kill from us naturally, like take our lives perhaps, or steal from us in the natural, or to destroy in the natural, but think spiritually as well. The enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy from you so that you cannot tap into the secrets, the mysteries, the things that God has actually prepared for you long before you were even born. But many people are afraid of the spirit realm or being spiritual. It's like, it's like you say spirit realm and everybody goes, ooh, like that's scary. shouldn't be scary at all. God comes from that realm, from that dimension. I wish I could think of a nicer word for you so that you're more comfortable with it. But that's where, he, that's where he's from. He operates in that dimension. 1 Corinthians 8 verse number 2 says this, And if anyone thinks that he knows anything, he knows nothing yet as he ought to know. He knows nothing yet as he ought to know. The truth is, is that natural understanding is very limited. People try and figure out the creation and everything that's going on the earth with science and with natural things. When they're trying to figure out something that is, was created and comes out of a totally different dimension. So in other words, our natural knowledge is very limited. We think we should know certain things. And it's, again, it's not bad to know. Knowledge is, is a wonderful thing. But knowledge of earthly things will not give you the authority and the power that you need to walk successfully in this life. If we only knew, if we only had some understanding of what God really wants us to fully walk in as believers, I think we would be totally astounded. If you could see yourself the way God has created you to fully be, not anybody else, you, you would look at yourself and not recognize yourself because God has anointed you, appointed you, empowered you. He's given you everything you need to walk in revelation, understanding, wisdom, to be able to hear and see things. But the problem is, is that we have quite a few issues, things that kind of get in our way and stop us from stepping into this. Are you with me, guys? We must gain spiritual understanding. We must learn to hear and understand Scripture. You know, okay. Colossians 1 verse number 9. Let's go there. Paul says this to the church in Colossia. 
For this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Paul wanted the church in Colossia to understand the will of God for their life, the purpose for their life, to walk in wisdom and to walk in spiritual understanding. Because many Christians don't have spiritual understanding. They can't see or they can't hear. And as soon as you say something like spiritual understanding or eyes of your, your spiritual eyes going open, they think we're talking about seeing angels. And listen, that's great. I want to see some angels, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about something far more important, something that has the ability to totally change and transform your life. You see, you have a perspective, but God's perspective is the only perspective. How many times in the natural do you have an argument with your loved one or a friend and you like can't see how the other person could possibly see it the way that they do? You think to yourself, man, are they blind? Can't they, like, are we in the same room? Did we hear the same stuff? And I'm always right, always, always. Naomi's like, no. That's exactly what he's talking about. You see, Scripture will say something, you'll read it and have no understanding. Your perception will be that this is what it means and it will mean something completely different. The devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But what, the, what, what Paul is saying, you need to have spiritual understanding. God has to open your eyes. You have to be able to see his word and know what it means. You need to perceive and be able to, and to have a perception that is not your own perception, but is that his perception. God's perspective is the only perspective that can give you life, that can bring you deliverance, that can give you healing, that can touch your family, that can change your circumstances. His perspective is the only perspective that can do that. Ephesians 1 verse 15 says this, Therefore I also, after I heard of your faith, now he's talking to another church, in the Lord Jesus, and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you. So we know that he's always giving thanks for the churches that he planted, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, watch, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. In other words, he's saying, listen, you need to begin to have a spirit of wisdom, revelation, which is like where you, God begins to reveal to you and knowledge of who God really is. You see, when we can come into church and we can begin to worship God as a healer and we begin to declare, Lord, you are healer. God, we believe that you are the healer. Once we understand this, once we have revelation of this, God always responds because it's who he is. It's what he is. It's who he is. He is a healer. But you see, what happens to us is we come or we at home or we read our Bible, we go, yeah, I don't know if God's still really a healer. No spiritual understanding. And then he says this, that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. So now you have an ability to see. 
You have an ability to see, to be able to understand that you may know what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? Let's stop right there. We can go on. We can get you all excited, but I'm going to stop there. God has a desire that your eyes would begin to go open. I counsel people all the time. They come into my office. They say things to me, and they are fully persuaded that they're doing things right. They are not. I'm looking at it thinking, can't you see it? And I used to think that they're just being ignorant. They're not being ignorant. They cannot see it. Why? Because the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. He comes to steal. He comes to kill. He doesn't want the word to have effect in you. He doesn't want your spirit man to get excited about scripture that has the potential to fully change everything going on in your life. Husbands love your wives. As soon as you say, well, y'all, you know, you're wrong. It doesn't come with a condition. Imagine if Jesus had to say to his bride, well, you know, I'm not so sure about that. Are you with me, guys? I pray, Paul earnestly seeking for the church at Colossia, for the church at Philippi, for the church in Ephesians, that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. You need to know some things. You need to have spiritual, you need to have spiritual perception. Your mind needs to change. We need to have the mind of Christ. Not my perspective. My perspective is normally right, but definitely not always. You cannot... You cannot look at God's word and try and make it fit your situation. Try and alter it to fit the way that you feel. As soon as you do that, it loses its power. God's word is intended to go out and be a two-edged sword. The Bible says it cuts right down into the very depths of who you are. It separates bone. It separates marrow. It separates your spirits, your soul. It has the potential to change everything right in your core. Right in your core. Right in your spirit, man. And let me tell you, when that sword of the spirit comes, when that revelation, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God comes, the rhema word of God, which is the spoken word of God, when it comes and it becomes illuminated, it becomes revelation to you, what begins to happen is every little demon that's been hanging around you gets a little bit upset. But he gets upset when it becomes revelation. Because only then does it become a weapon. Remember when Jesus and Satan had a showdown on the Mount of Temptation, Satan quoted the word to Jesus. But Jesus never used the word to suit his circumstances. He spoke it as it was written, as it was meant to be, and Satan found nothing in him. Then those words, when they come out of your mouth and you truly believe that they are as they are meant to be, the power that's released when you speak 
is something that we cannot see with our natural eyes. I have seen miracles in my life while speaking a word over somebody. Not just me. I've seen it with others. I've seen God do it many times. That the word comes. The gift of faith kicks in. And someone begins to speak a word of healing over somebody. Those, it's like those words that are coming out of the mouth have this full potential to fully heal that individual. Why? Because it's the word of God. It's his word. It's powerful. And it's cutting and it's piercing and it's changing and it's delivering. That's what it does. All right, I need to move on. I like this subject. Amen. So what do we have to do? What is it that we need to understand? You see, the problem is many times we, we think that if we do things in a natural type way, we'll gain this understanding. The truth is, is that the secret or the key, rather, to having spiritual perception or understanding is something you'll have to wait for just a little while. Second Corinthians 3 verse number 5. Watch this. Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think of anything as being from ourselves, but our sufficiency is from God. The very first key, and if, I just, if you forget nothing else today, don't forget this. You have to become dependent on Him. There's a lot of things you can do. But to get to a place where you fully, fully realize that the only one who can really open your eyes is Him. That the only one who can truly teach you is Him. You can learn. You can pray. You can do a lot of things. And those things are all useful and effective. But we must get to a place where we realize that our sufficiency is not of ourselves. But we are fully sufficient on God. We rely fully on Him to open our eyes, to change our hearts, to, to, to cause transformation, to bring healing, to bring deliverance. Watch what He says. Who also made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant. Watch this. Not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. You see, it is absolutely essential that you begin to understand that you have been given the Holy Spirit, that He dwells on the inside of you, and that you have a helper. This helper, the Spirit, has been given to you to empower you, to equip you, to teach you, to show you things. The Holy Spirit has been given to you to become your friend, but so much more than your friend. You see, when you become dependent on Him, that's why the Bible says those that are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. It's not easy to get to the place where you are led by the Spirit. Because it's so easy to be led by our flesh. It's natural. It's the natural man is led by the things of the flesh always. But the spiritual man is, has a desire to be led by the Spirit because your spirit knows that everything you are called to be is fully dependent on God. Your spirit, not the Holy Spirit, your spirit. I'm talking about your spirit. 
people get the two confused. You have the Holy Spirit in you, but you also have your own spirit. You are spirit, soul, and body, a tripart being. Amen. The spirit gives life. You see, with the letter only, with the word only, your spiritual perception will not be enlightened. Even Jesus, when he was, the, the Bible says that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He is Jesus, right? The Word came and dwelled among us, but it was really only when the Spirit came upon the Word that everything began to change. Everything began to shift. Power was released. Lives were changed. Lives were encountered. Are you with me? So it is in your life. There must be a point where you become dependent on the Spirit to teach you and to lead you. Some people take this too far. Then they say, well, we don't need teachers. No, you don't, you don't understand what it's saying. It's trying to tell you that instead of relying on yourself, instead of relying on all kinds of different things, rely on the Spirit to show you what's truth. He will teach you. Let's take a look at this a little deeper this, this evening. Amen. John 14, 16 says this, I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. Everybody say forever. That's good news right there. Forever, the Holy Spirit will be with us. The Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. Where is he? Not inside, well actually not on top, inside. He can operate as well by coming upon you, but He's always in you, ever present. The word helper there in the Greek is the word parakletos, and I don't want to get too much into it, but it means advocate. It means intercessor. It means counselor. It means legal assistant, encourager, or helper. He is the one who comes alongside you to teach you. He's the one who comes alongside you to, to be an intercessor, a counselor. And I love that the New King James uses the word helper. Because the Bible tells us in Romans 8 verse 26, Likewise, the Spirit also helps us in our weakness. In our weakness, when we are weak, when we don't understand, when we are confused, when we're not sure, the Spirit helps us. In our weakness, the word weakness there means sickness, feebleness, or simply this, it means your limitation. What you have limited capacity to fully comprehend, what you have limited capacity to fully grasp. Why? Because you are affected by your flesh all the time, your emotions, your soul. But the Spirit yearns inside you, desperately seeking more and more of God, desperately seeking more and more. So what does the Holy Spirit do? He speaks to your spirit, and He teaches, and He helps you. He helps you in your weakness. Are you with me? I think it's so powerful. You see, Ephesians 6.10 says this in the Amplified Version. This is so powerful. In conclusion, be strong in the Lord. Be empowered through your union with Him. Be empowered through your union with Him. Draw your strength from Him. That strength which His boundless might provides. 
His boundless might provides. The key to spiritual understanding is to get to a place where you fully understand that the only a way that you will really, truly grow in understanding spiritual things is to get to a place of humility where you say, God, I know and recognize that there is nothing I can do. You are the one that has to open my eyes. You are the one who has to show me how it works. You are the one who has to reveal it to me. Amen. Don't say, Pastor Alex said, you mustn't read your Bible and pray. That's not what I'm saying. You must absolutely do that. That's your reasonable service. But what I'm trying to tell you is don't think your abilities are going to open your eyes or your consecration will open your eyes. They will definitely help you. But the only time you'll fully get understanding is when He decides to show you. And the place in which he does it is when you say, God, I can't. I don't know. You have to help me. When God asks, when God asks um, David's son, what's his name? Solomon. When God asks Solomon, what do you want me to give you? He says, God, I want an understanding heart. I want understanding. God is so moved by what he says. Listen, not only will I give you an understanding heart, but I'll give you all the riches. I'll give you everything you need. Why? Because you've asked for the one thing that most people don't think they need. They don't think they need it, but he had the wisdom to understand that, the, that what he truly needed was understanding from heaven to be able to impact people's lives. Amen. Oh, come on, you can give a little bit better clap than that. Come on. Amen. Amen. You see, Proverbs 3 verse 5 says this. Lean, lean on, trust in, and be confident in the Lord with all your heart and mind. And do not rely on your own insight or understanding. In all your ways, know, recognize, and acknowledge Him. And He will direct and make straight and plain your paths. Do not wise, uh, be not wise in your own eyes. Reverently fear and worship the Lord and turn entirely away from evil. But I love verse 5 where it says, lean on, trust in, and be confident in the Lord with all your heart and mind. Do not rely on your own insight and understanding. You see, when you become dependent on Him, when you rely on Him to teach you, to show you, to help you, to lead you, to guide you, that's when He begins to open your eyes. When you go to Him and say, God, I don't, I don't know. Lord, I don't know what it, I don't understand. That's when he comes down and he shows you and he teaches you and he helps you. Amen. Psalm 62 verse 5 says this. Let all that I am wait quietly before God, for my hope is in him. 
He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress, where I will not be shaken. My victory and honor come from God alone. He is my refuge, a rock where no enemy can reach me. Oh, my people trust in Him at all times. Pour out, listen to this, pour out your heart to Him. For God is our refuge, interlude. Common people are as worthless as a puff of wind. And the powerful are not what they appear to be. If you weigh them on the scales, together they are lighter than a breath of air. Don't make your living by exhorting or putting your hope in stealing. And if your wealth increases, don't make it the center of your life. God has spoken plainly, and I have heard it many times. Power, O God, belongs to you. Unfailing love, O Lord, is yours. Surely you repay all people according to what they have done. I love the fact that the Bible tells us plainly that we should put our hope, our trust completely in Him. It's those who believe, those who trust, those who rely on God, those who go to Him humbly. You see, when you begin to study the Word, when you begin to grow in God, it's very easy to get puffed up. It's very easy to be, when you start to gain knowledge and you're even able to quote scriptures and stuff, it's very easy to become self-centered, to rely on your own understanding. And, in the, and, and even outside of scripture, many people, they become worldwise and they think that, that worldly wisdom will get them somewhere. It can only get you something temporarily. But the wisdom of God will give you eternal value. It will cause your life to step into a realm of life and life abundant, real life. I'm amazed. I stand amazed so often at how I think something is so plain, so simple, and people just simply can't see it. The key to understanding is absolutely true humility. When you go to God and you say, Father, I recognize that my knowledge, my understanding, and even my interpretation, I don't want it, God. I rely on you, Lord. I rely on you to open my eyes. So when I see it, God, I see it plainly. I see your word. I see what you're trying to say, and I see it plainly, God. And when we begin to do that, he begins to show us. Don't lean on your own understanding. Trust in Him. Amen. I have one more scripture that I quickly want to go to. Just one more scripture. Are you guys okay? All right. If you can go to Second, First Corinthians chapter 2, verse number 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10. This is one of my favorite chapters in the whole Bible. But God has revealed them to us through His Spirit. This is, He's talking about hidden things. He's talking about mysteries and secrets that God has that have been hidden, that He reveals to us. And the only way He does that is through His Spirit. Now watch. For the Spirit searches all things, 
Yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Your spirit knows everything about you. Even so, no one knows the things of God. Everybody say no one. No one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now, we have not received, not the spirit of the world, the spirit who is from God, but the spirit who is from God. We have received the spirit who is from God. We have not received the spirit of this world. Watch this now. That we might know. Everybody say that we might know. There is a knowing. There are things that God wants to show you. He wants to open your eyes. And I want you to understand something. These things have been freely given to us by God. They have been freely given to us by God. No one will get it. Doesn't matter how much you study. Doesn't matter how clever you think you are. Doesn't matter how many degrees you have, how many doctorates you have. There are certain things that God has hidden that only spiritually you can discern and they are freely given to you. But let me tell you something this evening that the only way your eyes go open to that dimension is when you get to a place where you say, God, I understand that it is only you. You are the only one, God. It is not my own understanding. I cannot lean on my own understanding, on my own knowledge. I have to fully rely and fully trust in you, God. And he goes on and he tells us that, are, that the Holy Spirit is the one who teaches us these things. Now remember, I taught you. The Holy Spirit is your helper. You have the Holy Spirit. He lives inside you. He dwells in you. He's with you all the time. And He's always showing you, wanting to teach you, wanting to help you, to go in the right direction, to make the right choices. But you have to submit yourself to Him. You have to say, God, because that's who He is. Holy Spirit, God, Lord, I surrender to you. I'm not going to do it the way I think I should do it. Lord, I want to do it the way you want me to do it. And the more you are able to surrender, the more your eyes will go open. Amen. Tomorrow morning, we're going to talk about worship, guys. Let me tell you something. That when God sends His fire... He sends his fire on a sacrifice. A sacrifice. The Bible talks about us and it says that we must carry our cross. We, must, we are crucified with Christ, but we must carry our cross daily. It is, a, it is something that you must decide to do. See, it's not necessarily works in any way at all. It's just saying, God, I choose your way. When I have to make a decision, when I have to make a decision about doing something right or doing something wrong, doing something good or doing something evil, what will you choose? I crucify what isn't from Him and I submit myself to Him. Are you with me? And the more you surrender, the more He will reveal to you. 
And, you know, sometimes I read the Bible and I think to myself, I've read this a thousand times. Why didn't I see this? How could I not have understood this like this? It's just so simple. It's so plain. Why? Because God has given me understanding. Many people say, well, there's nothing new under the sun. Brother, you just haven't found a fraction of it yet. That's the problem. It's not that there's anything new. There is nothing new. It's always been there. Did I spit on you? I'm sorry. You're in the spit zone. Sorry. <laughs> Maria's not the buffer, so she's moved. I don't know where she's moved. <laughs> I see her just going like this. I'm like, oh my gosh, sorry about that. <laughs> it's holy spit, okay. <laughs> I'm under the anointing, so you're good. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I'm going to come over here, so I'll spit on you guys a little bit. <laughs> I fully believe that the most successful Christians are the ones who are able to surrender the most. And, and, the, and the, 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 the most wonderful thing about it is those that truly do it never do it because they feel like they have to. They do it because it's their heart's desire. Nobody can persuade me that David didn't have an absolute desire to please God. He wanted to please the Lord. He wanted to honor God. He made mistakes, bad ones. But his desire was to please the Lord. He relied on God. You can see by the way he writes. Let us be like that as well. Let us be a people that fully rely on him to open up the scriptures to us. On the road to Emmaus, the Bible says that they were walking with Jesus and they were talking to him. They didn't even recognize him, but all of a sudden he began to open the scriptures up to them. All of a sudden he began to, to speak to them and, and, and the presence of God must have come in and then they knew. You see, that's what happens. Once the scriptures begin to be open, once he gives you that revelation, that understanding, everything begins to change. Then you will see God move like never before. You can read that he is a savior or a deliverer, but it's a whole different story to be delivered. Amen. It's a whole different story to experience true deliverance. When two kingdoms clash and the one kingdom never ever does well. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you this evening. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your love, Lord. Lord, I know that if we study the word, if we pray, if we seek you, Lord, there's no question that you, that you begin to reveal yourself to us. But we must also come to that place, God, where even the things we try, Lord, or we strive to do, never, never become more important than our full reliance on total surrender to you, God. We surrender ourselves to you this evening in this place. We surrender, Lord, our own desires. That's what it means when it says, not my will, but your will be done, God. 
your will be done in our lives, Lord. When we pray, your kingdom come, your will be done, Father. We submit to your will. Your will is your word, Father. It is a lamp unto our feet. It shows us the way that we should go. It gives us everything we need. And the only way it comes alive is by your Spirit. So Holy Spirit, we are so grateful to you this evening. I pray this evening, Lord, as Paul prayed, open our understanding, open our eyes, give us revelation, Lord. Father, we humble ourselves this evening. We know that it's not by might, it's not by power, it's not by abilities or any of that stuff. It is by your Spirit. We need you, Holy Spirit. We need you, Lord. We surrender to you tonight. Have your way in every person's life, God. Have your way in every person's life, Lord. Help us to get to that place, God. It's not easy, Lord. Crucifying the flesh, dying to self, it's not easy, Lord. But Father, we choose you. We choose your ways, your desires. We choose your statutes and your limitations because we know that you are good. Your mercy endures forever. Father, we know that you are always with us. You never leave us. You never forsake us. And I'm thankful to you, God. All throughout Scripture, we see over and over and over again how great your mercy is. So we ask you this evening, Lord, show, show us, Lord, your love and your mercy. Lord, give us understanding. Like Solomon prayed, God, give us an understanding heart, Lord. Lord, show us your way. Help us to be wise, God. Not the world's wisdom, but your wisdom. Help us to be wise in our marriage. Help us to be wise in our businesses. Help us to be, to, Father, to make decisions and live in a way that is honorable to your word, God, so that you can move powerfully through us because we have chosen the way, the truth, and the life. And I give you thanks for it tonight. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. If you've been struggling over the last few weeks, if you just feel like you're spiritually struggling, like you're just not having a spiritual breakthrough, you just need a spiritual breakthrough, you, need, you feel like spiritually you've come to a place where you're just really struggling, I really want to pray for you. So if I can ask you to come to the front, don't be afraid. Come to the front quickly, that's good. That's it, if you just feel like you just need a spiritual breakthrough, Come quickly. Don't stay in your seat if you need to be prayed for. Come. Amen. Amen. That's good. Amen.
Amen. Let's stretch our hands out towards them. Father, tonight we give you thanks for every precious life, Lord, for every precious person that stands before us this evening in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, you know where they are. And I pray this evening, Holy Spirit, that you will touch them, that you will cause breakthrough to come, God. Lord, your word says, if anyone thirsts, let them come to me. So I pray, God, that these that might be in a place of thirstiness, in a dry place, God, that you would cause rivers of living water to flow out of their bellies this evening. Father, that they would encounter you once again tonight, Lord, that you would touch them with your love and with your power. In the mighty name of Jesus, I give you thanks. If you're standing in the front here this evening, you are the one who must surrender. You are the one who must say, God, if you need breakthrough, you need breakthrough, but just say, God, I surrender to you tonight. I surrender to you. If it's deliverance you need, say, Lord, you are my deliverer. Jesus, you are my deliverer. If it's healing you need, you need to say, Jesus, you are my healer. I come to you tonight. If it's, if it's breakthrough that you need, then say, Lord, you are the Lord of the breaks. I come to you this evening. Call him out who he is in the name of Jesus, and he will touch you tonight. Father, I pray right now in the mighty name of Jesus that, Lord, you just touch them. Touch them now, Father, in Jesus' precious name. Right now, right now, right now.
Just keep 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, let's give the Lord a shout. Amen. Hallelujah. Just take a seat for one second. Amen. do is if you need physical healing, physical healing, like you need a physical healing in your body, I want you to come up quick, please. You don't have to come up, sir. You with us, you, sit down. You don't need any healing. Sit down. You are already healed in Jesus' name. You sit right down, right there where you are. You are healed, sir. In the name of Jesus, you are healed, sir. Every blood vessel, every single thing in your body, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, I pray it be done according to the Word in the name of Jesus. Now, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, right now, right there where you are. All right, now I want the leaders, please come. All the leaders, come quickly, come quickly. 
Healing, Lord. Healing in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come, I need you guys to begin to pray. Come, begin to pray. Pray for them for healing. Let's pray for healing, Father. Come in the front, guys. Come to the front of them. Begin to pray for them, please. I don't know if you're going to have a catcher, so please make sure they don't fall down. Healing. Now, in Jesus' name. and you can go back to your seat. Can you start making your way back to your seat for us? If you're still being ministered to, that's fine. There's no hurry.
just want to make sure everybody's gotten prayed for. Father, we're just so thankful for these girls. Lord, we are so thankful for the work that you have begun in them. And Lord, I pray that not one of them will ever go astray. But Lord, that they will walk with you all the days of their life. And God, they will never forget those moments. Those moments, God, where they have encountered your love, where they've experienced your power, God. Lord, those moments where their lives clearly have been so transformed and changed because of who you are, Lord. So I pray tonight, God, that you will encounter them again, that you will fill them with strength tonight, Lord, that you will give them strength, God, in the mighty name of Jesus right now. Now, now, just touch them. Just touch them now, Father. Fill them up, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Now, 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 now. Now, now, just touch them. Touch them. So you will never be the same again. 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 In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. It's like, it's like I see a board, and that board, everything has been wiped completely clean on that board. Everything has been made whole and new for you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Just more, Lord. Follow up, God, in the name of Jesus. There he is. There he is. Just follow him. More. 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 In Jesus' name. You've come such a long way already, but your journey has only just begun. And what you thought was impossible, God says, watch, I'll do it. And I give you thanks for it, Lord. In Jesus' name. Give them strength, God. Give them strength tonight in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, let's give the Lord a clap. Amen. you can go sit down. Jamie, you can stay. Amen. Amen. Jamie, you are not going to fall. You are not going to stumble and fall. You will be strong. 
And it's like I hear, it's like, it's like, I, I, it's like I hear the Lord say, you will go from strength to strength, from faith to faith, and from glory to glory. Your journey from here will be like a, like a sprint. You will go and grow so fast from this point on, from this moment on, there will be an acceleration for you. And you will grow faster than you ever thought possible. And God says, now I am going to begin to restore. I'm going to begin to restore the broken things. The things that have been broken in your life, God says, now I will begin to restore them. And the Lord says, do not worry about your family. Your family is mine, says the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, I place a hedge of protection around her. God, I pray that every evil word, every attack of the enemy that has come at you, even in the night watches, Father, I cancel it now in Jesus' mighty name. I pray, God, that you will just bless her. Father, bless her going out. Bless her coming in, God. Father, bless everything that she touches in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray that you will anoint her from this night as well, God, that she will operate by faith in the mighty name of Jesus. And I give you thanks for it. Your life will never be the same again in Jesus' mighty name. And know this, the Lord says, never look back. Never look back. Just keep going, Jamie. Just keep running. And the joy of the Lord will be yours all the days of your life in Jesus' name. Take it now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 All right. Amen. 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 Come. Amen. Stand here. You're such a precious man. I love you. I love the church. I'm healed. In Jesus' name. You healed? In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Father, I thank you for this man that stands before me. Father, I thank you for the years of faithfulness. I thank you, God, for a man that has shown true humility. And God says it's in your humility. God says there are, I, I, I perceive, I perceive that the Lord is saying to you that it's in your humility, it's out of your humility that all the desires of your heart will come to pass. For you've been at a place where you understand the difference between knowledge and total reliance on God. And the Lord says, I've given you much knowledge. I've given you understanding. He says, but now you're at a place where you have said, God, I just want more of you. I just want more of you. And Father, I pray tonight out of that place of brokenness and humility, God, I pray that you will not only bring healing, Father, but restoration and breakthrough in every area of his life, God. Let this part of his life be the greatest, Father, that he has experienced. I pray, Lord, for supernatural favor, for blessing, even in the realm of finances. I pray blessing over you in the name of Jesus, healing and deliverance. And you will begin to see the supernatural breakout day where you are ministering. God says, as you begin to speak, I will fill your mouth with my 
my oracles. I will fill your mouth with the oracles of God. And you will begin to speak things that you that have been in you, but but you've never just they're just gonna pour out of you now like never before. There will be a revelation that will begin to pour out of you like never before. In the mighty name of Jesus, I see you standing and I see power, I see authority, I see light coming out of you, and you're gonna be able to touch even the religious, even those that have stood and scoffed and, and mocked. You're gonna stand and they're gonna know that the true living God is the God that you serve. And Father, I give you thanks in the mighty name of Jesus. Every healing, everything necessary, I release now in Jesus' name. Now in Jesus' name. Now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. I'm going to pray for you. Amen. Let's all stand. I'm going to ask the Lord to bless you. I'm going to ask Him to really bless you. Father, I pray right now for these precious people that are yours, God. Father, that you bless them, Lord. Bless them, Father. Bless their families. Bless their children, their marriages. Bless their businesses, God. I pray, Lord, that more than anything, you will bless their walk, their relationship with you, Lord. Lord, that their understanding would be enlightened. Lord, that they would know and understand more and more, Father, the truth, your ways, your will in the mighty name of Jesus. And out of that, God, I pray that you will give them blessings. Blessings, Father, blessings, your hand, your hand upon their lives, a hedge of protection around them in the mighty name of Jesus. And Father, for this, we give you thanks. We give you praise. Come on, let's give the Lord a big shout of praise. Come on, shout like you believe it. Shout like you believe it. Shout like you blessed. Shout like you blessed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Father. Now I pray, God, as we leave this place tonight, that we will go with the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, with the love of the Father, and with the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Lord, be with each of them. Give them increase. Give them joy. Give them peace, Lord. We honor you. We thank you. We praise and worship you, and we love you in this place with all of our hearts. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. amen.